0: This is Michelle Rosenthal, and I am going to share with you the true story of how joy literally saved my life. So back in 1981, I was just a 13-year-old kid and experienced a trauma beyond what a human being should have to go through, and it changed who I was and my ability to feel safe in the world. And... Uh, Over the next several years, I just descended down into this incredibly dark post-traumatic stress disorder tunnel that went undiagnosed for almost 30 years. So for a really long time, I led a joy-less life. Whereas I had been a happy-go-lucky kid, after that experience, I became very dark, very depressed, very frightened, full of anxiety. Uh, I never slept, recurring nightmares, the whole gamut of not being able to tolerate any reminders of my trauma, and at the same time, not being able to think about anything else. So by the time I was in my my mid-30s, I was really a mess. I had not been able to create a career path. I had just bounced from job to job ever since I graduated college, and I was in New York City at the time. And I just sort of went wherever the offers came from because I was just getting through every day, just trying to survive the moment I was in. And so that, of course, also affected my ability to create relationships, friendships, and romances. So I was very much alone i had a great family but they didn't know what to do with me or how to help me and of course i'd gone into therapy and what i'd experienced in therapy was i was getting worse and worse and worse and worse because just retelling my trauma story over and over really didn't help resolve all of the problems and the issues that it had created and and the enormous um, post-traumatic effects that it left installed and in place in, in terms of my belief system, my values, and and my general outlook on myself, others, and the world at large. So um, things got really bad, and by my mid-30s, I, I was constantly... Well, I was in this cycle of build a life, like get a job, have an apartment, become stable, and then everything would fall apart. And because I I would put all of my energy into building a life and that distracted me from the stuff that was going on in my head. And then once I sort of stabilized everything, the stuff in my head had a chance to pop up and and just took me down. So I was constantly sort of reactivating and, and reliving parts of my trauma. This is normal for trauma survivors, I know that now, but back then I didn't understand what was happening. And I got to a place that was very, very dark and I, I, I actually became frightened for my own ability to continue to live. And so I did two things related to joy that saved my life. So the first thing I did, and this was back in 2002... 2000, like beginning, a very beginning of two thousand three, I was so afraid that I was not going to survive what was going on in my head, and that it was going to lead me to do some uh, dangerous things. That I decided, all right, I had to make, I had to make a commitment to want to live. And so, in making that commitment, I, I just, I didn't have a reason. I didn't feel I deserved to survive, and so it was very hard for me to commit to living when I didn't feel like I had the right to be alive anyway. So I needed to make that commitment to something else, and what I realized I needed was something that made me feel the joy of connection, and at that time, I was very isolated, very withdrawn. I would literally go to work and come home. I didn't talk to anybody. I didn't go out, and uh, I needed something that would help me sort of reconnect to the world and the present moment and get out of my head and into my body in a way that felt good. So joy was really important right from the beginning. And I didn't exactly think about it in terms of, oh, I need to feel joyful because that, that would never have occurred to me. I felt in so much pain. What I thought about at the time was, I need something that will make me laugh, something that will make me feel good. And, and so the first thing I did when I decided I wanted to live was decide I need a puppy. Like right away, I needed a puppy. And I, I have this obsession. I had had at that time an obsession with wheaten Terriers for at least 10 years and um, so I decided all right I am barely functional but I am going to get a puppy I'm going to get a puppy and and this is going to help and his name was Bailey he was 10 weeks old when I got him he was the funniest thing I'd ever been around and the joy of my connection with him I I I met him at a breeder's house. I'd done a lot of research. I drove out four hours from the city to to meet him. And she put him on the floor. He ran across the room, jumped into my lap, snuggled up against me and didn't move. And I said to the breeder, okay, this one's mine. And so that was the beginning of how joy changed me because my connection with him was so joyous, so playful, so loving, so present. And right away... I immediately felt a a little more centered, a little more grounded. And and over the next several years, I didn't get into a real positive recovery uh, for another four years. But, But Bailey's ability to make me feel joy every day in the tiniest ways from the silly things that he did just allowed me to take that really necessary step ahead to say, okay, I can do this. I can live, and I can live in a state that feels better than I thought I could. So that was the first joyful thing that I did. That was 2003. So then fast forward to uh, New Year's Eve 2006. So like at the end of 2006, going into 2007, 2007. I had picked up and moved myself from New York City down to a small beach town in Florida because I felt that I would have a better shot at healing if I could be on the beach and and near nature and in a very calm and, and peaceful environment. And so here I am in this beach town. My family had come with me, and it was New Year's Eve, and we were at this major hotel for a New Year's Eve party, and I'm I'm dressed up, and all of these people are dancing, and laughing, and eating, and singing, and having this amazing time. I'm in this ballroom of probably 500 people, and, and well, they're in the ballroom. Where am I? I'm in the bathroom, not the ballroom, and I am um, bawling my eyes out, just crying and crying in this stall that another year is ending. And that even though I'm better than I was before Bailey, I am nowhere near being free of this trauma that haunts me and crying and crying that another year is going to end having sucked so much of my life with this aspect and another year is beginning and I don't see a way to to heal or fix it. And so I pull myself together because you can't spend all of New Year's Eve crying in the stall of a bathroom. So I went back out to the ballroom. I grabbed my brother and I said, just dance with me. Just get on the floor. I need to move. And so we get on the dance floor. And while I'm on the dance floor, I, even thinking about it now, I don't know what flipped the switch but something about the movement of my body, the beat, the freedom of expressing through the music and and giving myself over and surrendering to the music and allowing the music to hold me and to stabilize me and to lift me up so that I could transcend what was going on in the present moment with my grief and my anxiety and my depression and all this trauma stuff. And somehow the music and the dance just picked me up out of all of that so that I could be above it and I could feel a sense of freedom. And I, as I was dancing, I thought, this is a weird feeling. What is this feeling? It's so I don't recognize this feeling. And so I spent a lot of the time that we were on the dance floor saying to myself, what is this feeling? And all of a sudden, this little voice in my head just started whispering and then got louder until I heard it and it said, this is joy, Michelle. This is joy. And it was incredible. And midnight came and I made a commitment my resolution that year was I am going to go on a joy quest for all of 2007 and Um, Today it's 2018 and I'm still on a joy quest and way more joyful than I was back then because that joy quest that I committed to at the beginning of 2007, I didn't know how I was going to do it. What I did know was I felt joyful when I danced and that was the only time I felt joyful. So I committed to dancing every day and living in a tiny little beach town, it's not like I could go clubbing every night in New York City. Um, So instead I signed up for a dance class every single day of the week. It didn't matter where the class was or what style of dance. I just committed to going. And over a series of weeks, so pretty much for six months, I did this. And that habit of being on a joy quest and committing to joy and deliberately seeking it out, no matter how horrible I felt that day inside my head, little by little, I started to sleep better. I started to feel more comfortable in my body, which was huge. I'd never, since my trauma, felt comfortable in my body. And I started to be a little more social. And I started to realize that we can choose our state. We can choose how we feel, we can create how we feel and so day after day i chose joy i chose the creation of that state of being and the payoffs have been enormous i i found the courage to go back into a trauma recovery process that was really really good and right for me and that was the year that i completed my entire ptsd recovery i've been free ever since then zero symptoms so that's a simple way of saying it. It was a harder process. But that was one of the outcomes of my joy quest. The other really happy ending outcome of my joy quest was that I fell in love with my dance instructor. And luckily, he fell in love with me. So my joy quest led me to... a uh, Person that allowed me to find deep connection in that place of joy and deep connection in that place of love and deep connection in that place of partnership and deep connection in that place of building a life together. And now, looking back, I can see that all the way back to 2003 with that decision to get this little puppy. It was joy that I didn't know at the time was going to be the thing that freed me, but it's joy that is our life force. It is the thing that allows us to tap into our ability to have courage, tap into our ability to create, to hope, to believe in ourselves, to take the leap into something unknown, even if we don't know the how of what we're trying to accomplish. It's joy that sustains all of that. And in that space of joy, anything is possible because we raise our vibration so high that the energy we begin to emit internally and externally changes lives, our own as well as others'. So there it is. <laughs> that's that's the, the bottom line of how joy changed my life and how seeking joy completely altered my life from being one of darkness and pain and trauma to one of lightness and expansion and creativity and happiness. And so I offer that to you in case there's a day that you think, I'm not sure what to do. The only thing we need to do in those moments is find a way to tap into the joy, to help ourselves come back into alignment with what is right and what is true and what is possible for any single one of us. The first thing that I've learned about myself from sharing my story, and I share my story all the time now in... in, 2008, I launched uh, a community for survivors and built an entire website around education for post-traumatic stress disorder. And I thought that I was all alone in my trauma. And I thought when I started blogging nobody would understand anything that I said because my trauma was so individually mine. Um, But what I learned happily was that there are so many other people who felt like me, and in in sharing that story, I speak now I've written an entire book about from trauma to joy and um, and I've created this whole community at healmyptsd.com to share that transformation of how we go from trauma to joy and everything in between. What what I've learned is that we're never as alone as we feel. We all think, oh, I'm so individual. I'm I'm so, quote unquote, special in this experience that nobody else can understand it. And and the thing is, we're all human. So regardless of our individual uh, experiences, our universal experience is what connects us. And it's in that connection of understanding that we, that we frankly stand beside each other in all of these moments that I think the beauty evolves. And, and so that's what I've learned most from sharing my story, that we are all connected regardless of what, what we've experienced or who we've become. At this base level of joy and transformation, we stand as one. And my biggest dream is that everyone would learn the power of joy and and that everyone would be able to find a way to tap into what their joy is is because i think this world would be way more balanced way more happy way more collaborative way more peaceful if everyone lived in the joy frequency so my biggest part in trying to help create that dream is to continue talking about joy and how we can transform through it and 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 then to create ways that we all do it together because when we bring all of our energy together in the place of joy Anything is possible. Absolutely anything at all. We all have a story to share and a voice that is meant to be heard, and we want to share yours. For more information and to get involved, visit storiesofinspiringjoy.com Stories of Inspiring Joy is a production of Seek the Joy Media and created by Sydney Weiss. You can find all episodes on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And if you like the show, hit subscribe, leave us a rating and review and follow along on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're creating greater connection and community, one powerful story at a time.